Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com and you'll be able to listen to this on iTunes and Spotify too and there should be a version on YouTube unless I get chucked off. They haven't chucked me off yet but I think that's probably because they don't know who I am. Um, so it's kind of like, it's a kind of like happy medium of not knowing who I am but I'm sure I'll get chucked off eventually. I'm here with one of my favourite authors and I'm not just saying that, Wayne McCroy has written a book that really changed the way I understand all of this um, and I read it alongside reading David Icke's The Trigger and it brought a lot of understanding about Sabbatean Frankism and occultism and the, and the, um, the uh, Middle East and what it all means and the prophecies and why they are using technocracy to fulfill these ancient esoteric prophecies and neil and the guys at secrets of saturn the podcast that they do together the show they do together are only the, the only guys i hear talking about this because when you look at what's going on in the madness of the world it makes far more sense when you realize these ancient prophecies that they're trying to roll out and this is nothing new they're just using technology at this round it's almost like their weapon this time is is technology and um and um these guys are the only guys talking about it, so I wanted to invite Wayne on because this is important stuff. Wayne's book, Alchemical Tech Revolution. You need to go out and buy this book um, because it will clear a lot of understanding of why these things are happening. This is occult rituals. Um, and, then, and Wayne can explain it far, far better than I am. So, Wayne, welcome to the show. Welcome to Iconic.com. And we'll be working on a project soon together. It's called Origins Inc. And I'm proud to have you guys on board. Wayne... Where are we? What's happening? I don't want to go through all your history again. There's enough podcasts out there to talk about how you got into it and how you got around it. I'm sure you're sick of talking about that stuff. Let's get into what is going on. What are we seeing rolling out in the terms of this being an esoteric, satanic ritual en masse? All right. Well, uh, thanks for having me on again, Richard. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, good to be here on Glitch on the Code. Um, anyway, let's get right into it. Uh, basically, what's going on? We could look around us and see that uh, people are walking around with these masks covering their face and kind of obscuring their identities and, uh, you know, taking away their individuality. And this is all part of occult ritual. Uh, you you uh, eliminate your uh, individuality and give it up to the betterment of the collective uh, for certain reasons. And a lot of this is, you know, stems from old esoteric ideas of the masquerade. And, you know, we actually did a whole episode of this on Crow 777 Radio not that long ago, speaking about the history of the masquerade and how this all uh, came out of the black nobility back in Italy back in the day. And they did these rituals and you can even see this in the modern day all you got to do is google uh, rothschild 1970s uh party and you see they're they're walking around wearing all these masks and you know they just debauchery going on so this is kind of what this alludes to in a sense okay they've they've conditioned the public to wear these masks to symbolize hey we're willing to uh give up our individual freedoms for the betterment of the good the, the greater good 
for you know the well-being of the public. So in doing so, this is accomplishing several different things. First of all, it's a, a live running test to see just how many people will comply to their ridiculous demands. And we can see that going on just by the sheer numbers of people that will comply without question. And then second of all, it gives them a gauge as to just how far they can push things with it. And, uh, you know, as I alluded to earlier, there is this uh, whole occult perspective upon it as well. And a lot of people are not really looking at this occult aspect of things as much as they should, because these ideas are nothing new. Uh, these go all the way back to as early as uh, man's history could be traced. Uh, we find these different ideas and the idea of the mask to change your identity or to de-individualize you uh, for the you know, the, the sake of the collective, this is an idea that does have its roots in occultism and uh, back in the ancient mystery schools. And that's where people kind of miss the boat on a lot of this stuff, even the technologies and stuff we talk about now. And even, you know, the, the very vehicle that they're using in order to uh, bring these changes about in the world, the corona virus. This is talking about the crown Okay, so this is this is what it's about. It's an old esoteric idea of the crown. This is direction from above. The king gives you an order. He makes a decree and you follow through with it. So this is kind of the 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 archetypal energy they're uh, working with to try to generate these things. And Corona also refers to the sun and all these ancient esoteric traditions point back to the sun as being symbolic of the creator. So they're trying to invoke the power uh, of the archetype of the creator in order to create something new here on Earth. And that would be this uh, really twisted uh, technocratic artificial intelligence control grid that they're trying to implement and put in place. And this all has everything to do with a philosophy called transhumanism. And what transhumanism is, is this is uh, basically uh, what they've turned it into. It was a philosophy that started... At first, it was expressed, the word was first uh, coined by Julian Huxley uh, with transhumanism. So uh, what they've turned it into is they, they intend to merge man with machines or computers and create this artificial intelligence neocortex that everybody could tie into, and it would be a collective group mind. So that's, that's kind of what they're looking at. They think they could uh, improve human cognition by doing this, and also human capabilities. And they, they're trying to tout all these different ideas as being beneficial for humanity. But uh, I would say that this would drastically alter what it means to be human if we were to go ahead and, you know, let this go on the, the, the way that they intend to. But they, they see this as their tool to, first of all, achieving immortality, which has always been a goal of the ancient mystery teachings. And also uh, to, in no uncertain terms, become the gods of this place. They want to control everything, every aspect of everything. So they're using these technologies and this whole idea of transhumanism to transform, to, we'll use the old alchemical term, transmute the world into something totally inverse to what the natural order is. So they're, they're trying to create an artificial order from the natural order so that they can completely control it. Because here's, here's the big key. They can't necessarily directly control nature. So they seek to subvert nature 
and twist it and invert it to create a completely artificial system that they can control and manipulate at their will. And they see the use of these technologies as giving them that potentiality to do so. And not only that, they see this as the ultimate way to achieve immortality because they're talking about things like uploading your consciousness into a computer and being able to live forever in the computing cloud. And, you know, this kind of idea uh, has its roots way back in these ancient mystery schools and throughout the secret societies that have stemmed forth from the mystery schools of antiquity. So you're talking... uh, Things like the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians, the OTO, all of these different groups, okay? Fundamentally, a lot of these these groups at the topmost levels and tiers of these groups, they all interlock at the topmost levels. And this is what we would classically call today the quote-unquote Illuminati. It's kind of become a catch-all term for a lot of this stuff, but there's a select few uh, at the top of the power structure of all these different secret societies that kind of interlock and interrelate. And foremost among these, by the way, is the Jesuits who have, you know, quite an unprecedented amount of control of things. Uh, but they, they all interrelate. They all interlink. In fact, it's a lot of the same members, uh, within these different fraternities throughout, like, uh, you know, the, and at the topmost levels, like I said, they all interlock. So this is what we would commonly call the Illuminati. Uh, so, These people are the ones who set up different policy think tanks and stuff like that. And they're the ones that kind of get their their agents within government and within uh, major corporations, the steering committees of all of these. So this is how they utilize an unprecedented amount of control of things going on in the world. So there's a very small group of people at the top of the power structure here on Earth that control much of the uh, policies and uh, the agendas that go on in our world. And they use their agents in these various uh, places of power to steer these things towards this. And this is the philosophy that they kind of adhere to. It's uh, a combination of like a Luciferian type philosophy uh, with the technocracy idea. And this all stems back from the ancient mystery schools. A lot of these things have moved forward Uh, through the secret societies and stuff, through secret oral teachings, through oral tradition, from the very beginning of time until now. So this is basically what we're talking about, the people who are steering these agendas and uh, bringing about these changes are what you would call the modern-day priest kings. This is what they were considered back in antiquity. They were priest kings. These were the people that uh, really ruled governments and stuff. A lot of times, uh, you know, the kings back in antiquity... They had their advisors, and these were their, you know, their priests or their royal magicians, things like that. These are the real people that have been calling the shots. That's the thing that, like, the king or the president or or whatever they put this figurehead up there. That's all they are. They're a figurehead. They're a scapegoat, and that's another esoteric concept that people need to be aware of. Uh, these leaders in positions of power, like the president of the United States, Donald Trump. He's a scapegoat, a willing scapegoat. He's the one that they put up there on the world stage to take the brunt of all the people's hate. I mean, and you can see this reflected even in George Orwell's 1984. They have the two-minute hate. They put, they put uh, you know, the, this one figure in that position. He's the scapegoat, and this is where everybody directs their attention and all of their, uh, you know, bad vibes, per se, towards this person. That's what their job is. That's what they've been put there to do. And anybody who takes a position in authority, like, say, the president of the United States or uh, the prime minister over there in the U.K. 
all of these people. Your buddy Boris there, he's the same thing. He's a willing scapegoat. He's there, you know, to take the brunt of the attack. Well, in secret, behind the scenes, the people that really run things are pushing these agendas forward. And that's what people are missing the boat on. And that's why politics is largely a waste of time when it comes down to it. But it it envelops so much of our cycles of consciousness, doesn't it? And that's one of the things that's done on purpose to us. And there's an esoteric idea, an occult idea behind that as well, because you're wasting your brain cycles worrying about this political divide when it's all an illusion. It's an act. It's an act. Your vote means nothing. And when it comes down to it, it really means nothing. And that's the problem. But you invest so much time and effort and energy into this system that keeps perpetuating and it keeps perpetuating things that are not in the public's best interest, but yet we keep going along with it. It's, it's a type of vampirism. It's vampirizing your energy, uh, for this machine. Okay. This, this agenda, uh, this, this whole thing that's moving forward and the people that are really running the show, they sit back and they laugh at this because it's all theater and people don't understand and can't get their head around. Well, I'm going to go out and vote for this one this fall. Well, what good is it going to do you? Because they're all controlled by the same people at the top of the power structure, and they're just going to get their marching orders and do what they're told. And in the meantime, they're keeping you distracted with this whole idea that, you know, your opinion matters to them. And the things that you do and the way that you vote counts for something. And they, they just keep, you know, rolling forward with these agendas because of that. And the people are so caught up in the whole political realm of things that uh, – a lot of different stuff falls to the wayside. They don't notice all of this occult stuff going on in the background. And a lot of the, uh, you know, the implementation of these policies and these changes and these technologies that are slowly whittling away at our God-given rights. And that's what it's about. They want to take our God-given rights because they want to be God. They want to be the ones that give us rights. So that, that's, that's what it's about. Or give us privileges is probably more apt of what we should say there, because nobody could take away your God-given rights. You just have to willingly give those up or lay those down. And that's what we see going on. So they've become very clever at tricking people into doing this. But it's all about consent at the end of the day. And they've they've become masters at engineering your consent. And they even have uh, documents and white papers and, and different things like that that talk about the engineering of consent. In fact, uh, I believe it was Edward Bernays wrote a book called Engineering of Consent or something similar titled that way. So, I mean, you could see they've got these ideas and they've mastered them. I mean, they've, they've gotten to the point where they've utilized these concepts for so long that they have it fine-tuned into a science, and this is the science of control. This is cybernetics, and people don't put two and two together because when they think of cybernetics, they think of robotics, artificial intelligence, and that kind of thing. But that's part of it. And all of that was born out of cybernetics. And people t largely tend to think that cybernetics was born out of these technologies. But it's the other way around, see. Cybernetics came around long before these technologies existed. And uh, this is where it was. these technologies were birthed, was in the cybernetics movement. And I explore a lot of these different concepts and stuff in my studies and my work. So this is what people need to get a hold of. They need to learn, first of all, the origins of these things and where they came from and what the real agendas are at play. And in order to do that, unfortunately, you have to look at the occult because 
This is what the power structure at the top of the power pyramid believes in. This is what they want to bring about. So whether you believe it or not, I assure you, those in positions of power at the top most uh, places in this world, they most certainly believe it and utilize the principles thereof to maintain their control. We had a, um, a classic example of what you were talking just today, and I pointed it out on my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed. We had Boris Johnson and a guy called Keir Starmer, who's the head of the Labour Party here um, in the UK, and both are Zionists, fundamental supporters of Israel, in the Houses of Parliament, pretending to have a go at each other. It was pure theatre. I mean, it always has been, but never have I seen that so clear. One Zionist having a go at another Zionist. And guys, if you don't know what Zionism is, it's a Rothschild-created movement to, which envelopes and falls back into what we're talking about here. Um, but there's two people having pretending to have a go at each other. It's the Muppet Show. It literally is the Muppet Show. It exactly looks like the Muppet Show as well. And that's what, what Wayne's talking about. Two people pretending. It's pro wrestling. It, they all work for the WWE. They, they get paid by the same hidden hand banking families. That's what Wayne's talking about. Wayne, I just wanted to pick up on their cybernetics. is something we really need to come to. But before we go into that, I want you to kind of give your take on what this... Um, prophecy is of the almost like give it a one two three of the rapture the um the i think it was a seven year war and the the return of the messiah and why they want this in the middle east into it seems to be jerusalem temple mount solomon's temple can you give your overview of what that is because to me that seems to be where they're pushing it all but you add the technology on top of that and i believe they'll have a west world type solomon's temple where ai will be run on temple mount can you give me your take on that because people don't understand i believe that's their end game or at least end of this chapter can you give me the, your take on what that is and how that fund, that works out in their belief system? Okay, well, first of all, uh, all of those things you mentioned are directly taken from the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Uh, so a lot of these ideas are, are tied up um, in these religious texts, and they use, uh, by they I mean the, the people who actually, the, the social engineers of the world, let's put it in the most simple terms we can the social engineers of the world like to use the, the Bible as a playbook, okay? And they're using the book of Revelation as a template to kind of uh, empower these ideas. This all has to do with archetypal energies, the archetypal energies of nature, and, uh, you know, the archetypal energies and concepts that kind of undergird everything in our reality. So they're trying to use uh, the book of Revelation as a template to bring these things about, and it becomes sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, okay? So whether you want to argue, oh, you know, that's that's nonsense or whatever, the you know, it's nonsensical what's written in the book of Revelation, or if you want to say, go the other side and say, prophecy is being fulfilled in front of our eyes. Well, yes, you're right, it is being fulfilled. Uh, now, whether that comes about because it's an authentic prophecy, which... I have no reason to believe it's not authentic prophecy. But second of all, because they're using it as their playbook and as their template, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, they're trying to bring it about, and that's they're actively working towards that. So this is what they're hoping to accomplish uh, by using these technologies. Now, here's the other thing. I mean, you have your Christian fundamentalists who believe in literal interpretation of the scriptures and stuff like that, and then you have other Christians who would tend to be able to read more uh, symbolic things in there. And the book of Revelation is purely symbolic. 
uh, you know, on the face of it when you read it. Like, nothing you read in there would make any sense literally. Like, if you were to read it literally, the things coming out of there, it, it doesn't line up with the way the world operates. Uh, if you're looking at it from the literalist interpretation. But if you could read in there the symbolic nature of things, you could see how many of these ideas will line up symbolically with the ideas represented there. So that's why they're using this as a playbook to bring about these different changes. And they, they do want to use uh, the technologies, as we have spoken about, to bring about this artificial intelligence control grid. And uh, they, they like to use the, uh, the, the tensions in the Middle East as a perfect playground for this. You know, the, the conflict between Israel and uh, Palestine, that's a perfect example of that. And this is where you get uh, philosophies like Zionism and stuff from, because they like to take these uh, different conflicting viewpoints and these conflicting religious ideals and use them against each other. The way they use it again in everything else, it's called Hegelian dialectic. They play one against the other. So this is essentially what they're doing. It's not necessarily because they, they back one religious belief over the other. It's a control mechanism for them. So that's why they utilize these tensions to shift power back and forth between these factions. And they utilize this as, you know, kind of the ground zero for what they want to do. That's why the Middle East is always so heavily involved in prophecy. Not only that, that's because where most of these ancient texts and stuff were, were largely written and compiled is in the Middle East area there. So it's always been a battleground, uh, a spiritual battleground as well for these different ideas. And that's essentially where we're at right now. It's more of a spiritual battle going on than it is like a physical battle. Because uh, even in, in the Bible, it says in, you know, in the end times, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Well, we have different kinds of warfare going on now than ever before. It's largely an information war. It's not boots on the ground, people fighting each other and physically killing each other. It's an information war. And it's totally different than anything we've really seen before. Uh, and this is where they're fighting. It's The battleground is your mind. It's a battleground for your mind, and it's in your mind. And they're utilizing these concepts uh, to kind of steer things in the direction that they want, because what they really want is for people to capitulate to this artificial intelligence system. So that's what they're trying to build, and this could be described as the quote-unquote beast, beast system of the book of Revelation, this kind of thing. So... Uh, this is what you're looking at. The artificial intelligence control grid is this beast system, complete with the mark of the beast and everything that goes along with it. Because you're looking at right now, they're developing uh, a type of uh, central bank cryptocurrency system that they're working on, that they want to eventually switch uh, the, our fiat money system to. They want to change it from like an actual physical bank note or like a paper note to just strictly digital currency and they want to make it a one world currency and a one world exchange rate. And they have the technologies now to do this and they're, they're doing this by tying it to your biometrics. And we could see this, what Bill Gates is up to with Gavi and that kind of thing. So they want to tie it to your biometric information, tie it directly to your body uh, and you know, your bank account to that. And they also plan on making it very difficult for you to live without doing this and even things like uh, 
the concept of a social credit score they've adopted from China, that policy. That'll be rolling out here soon in the West. They've already put it to, to use in China. So everything's attached to your bank account. So like say you speak out against government, you say old Boris is bad or Trump is bad or something, uh, this kind of thing. And, you know, you, you talk, you speak out about something they've done that's wrong and you're labeled a conspiracy theorist. Well, you lose 10 points, your social credit score, right? So that comes with consequences attached to it. So this is how they're going to use control. So say you lose 10 points of social credit because you spoke out against government. Okay, this is just an example. Well, then your APR on your house might go up or on your credit card might go up. Uh, you might not be able to, uh, you know, shop at certain places. You might not be able to get on an airplane that day. They might look at your social credit rating and say, oh, you're, you, you don't meet the criteria to fly on this plane. So see ya. So you can't. You can't do certain things. They'll start to take away certain of your freedoms. So that incentivizes you to fall in line and do what you're told. Oh, you didn't wear the mask. We caught you in public not wearing a mask. We levied a fine against you, and you lost 50 points on your social credit score. And now your car insurance rate's going up, and you know you can't shop at these three stores, X, Y, and Z. That kind of thing. This is really something for real that's going on. This is not conspiracy theory. This this system has been tested in China, and it's rolling out to the West, and they're starting in Australia with this kind of thing. And we could see this. We have friends in Australia. It's totally dystopian down there right now. They're they're just they're going for the whole shebang down there. In Victoria, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy the amount of uh, you know dystopian uh, nightmare stuff going on there right now. So. They're, they intend to roll this out to the entire West, all of Europe, all of uh, America, the rest of the the first world nations, this kind of thing. They want this type of control. And uh, they use China as the test market or the, the test grounds for many of these technologies and these ideas. And then they port it over to Australia next and then work it into the rest of the Western world that way. We've seen it happen with a lot of different things that way. So that's that's kind of what we're talking about. And they they're taking advantage right now of this whole idea of a quote-unquote pandemic, which is no real pandemic. But they present it as a real pandemic, as an excuse to roll out this tyranny. Everything right down to, uh, you know, tracking you, what do they call it, contact tracing, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. They're using all of these ideas to implement these technologies because they want total, absolute control over you. And they're trying to make you wholly dependent upon government for your very uh, existence, thus this is why they've used it as an excuse to shut down businesses, leave people unemployed. Oh, well, you're unemployed. You can't go out and earn a living on your own. Well, here's a little bit of government money to help you get by. So they'll they'll send you some money. And this, this is all, of course, a roadmap to rolling out a universal basic income, which is another means of control. It's a, it's a trap, guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They got to put some cheese. They got to put some bait in the trap to get you in there. And this is one of the ways they'll do it. Universal basic income. Here you go. Here's your check from the government. You could either go get a job or not. You know, you could live on this subsistence living if you really want uh, with no strings attached, supposedly. Uh, but there's always strings attached. And that's the thing. That's why it's a trap. So this is how they get you. Okay. All right. So this is to make us... Uh, you know, to condition us to the idea of uh, universal basic income being a thing. So, you know, they, they shut down all these businesses and stuff. I, I don't know exactly if it's as bad over there in the U.K. as no, it is here in America. It is bad. It is bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Just from talking, I talk to people from all over the world and it's bad pretty much everywhere. I mean, a lot of small businesses have completely gone under. Uh, People have lost their livelihoods and their life savings and everything through this. So what could somebody do to help them? Well, here's a government check. Are people going to refuse this government check? Probably not. And especially if it becomes a regular thing, that's why they're keeping this going so long. They, they want to bankrupt everybody pretty much. I mean, like, like people that would be able to uh, make it on their own, they want to bankrupt them just enough so that they'll take the government-issued uh, check and this, this whole idea of the universal basic income and then make it a popular thing, make it a worthwhile thing. Oh, well, we'll give you free health care now too. You know, they, they've had these plans in the works for a long time, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. But it's an easier way for them to control you because here's the thing. If they if they control your bank account and your means of getting the basic necessities of life that you need, they could control you. All it takes for them to say is, you know, well, you did this. We're not happy with that. If you do that again, then we're not going to send you your check this month and you won't be able to eat. So, I mean, this this is kind of the dystopian thing that we're seeing going on. And they roll it out in little small increments, usually. See, that's the thing. It's, it's a concept I call the Overton window. They shift what's acceptable to society in the window by presenting more and more bizarre ideas. And when they present these bizarre ideas, the I- ideas kind of shift the frame of reference of what the public will accept. So the idea that seemed absurd just a few months ago is not as absurd now. Like, think about it. Like, if we were to present universal basic income as an idea last year at this time, most people would be like, nah, that's okay, you know, you know, that's not going to happen, this kind of thing. But now you present it now, it looks a little less bizarre now, doesn't it? It looks like it's it might be a feasible thing and maybe even a good idea, doesn't it? And this is how they work things. They, they shift the view of the public through the use of this Overton window tool. And they do this incrementally and usually very slowly through time to get you to accept these different agendas and, and stuff that they have. But they've been moving at hyper speed now this year. They've, they've squeezed about 10 years worth of social engineering into the past six months. It's, it's been crazy yeah, just to Wayne, see how Wayne, quick what, they've rolled this out. Why do you think that is? Because this is an important point too. Because people like us who have been following this for a very long time, David Icke, I was only with him a few days ago, we were chatting about these things. Um, why do you think they've sped it up? Because this goes against every principle that they've ever done, even for the last few hundred years. Are they panicking? Something spooked them, in my opinion. There's a reason for this, isn't there? The speed. I agree. Uh, something spooked them, and I think it's there's a mass awakening going on of the people. It's a massive spiritual awakening, and uh, I think they've realized they're not going to be able to stop it because you've probably heard the expression before um, that... Uh, Nothing can stop an idea whose time has come. And, and this is kind of what's going on. This is, there's a mass spiritual awakening of the people going on. They're waking up out of their slumber because we've been just so lackadaisical for the past century or better uh, as, as a society. We've, we've just become so indifferent about things and complacent that uh, they've been getting away with doing all of this stuff. And uh, just using our our not saying anything about it as a means of our consent to it. So they've been just doing this to us for the longest time. And we've sat back and done nothing about it. 
And that's that's the other thing. I mean, you, you've also heard the expression, I'm sure, that uh, – oh, how does it go? Uh, the, the real bad things really occur when good men do nothing. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It's the same kind of idea. I know I messed up that quote, but it's, it's, the, it's the whole concept that matters. It's when good men sit back and do nothing, that's when real evil flourishes. And that's what's been going on. We've been sitting back because we've been so comfortable. And that's a lot of the problem. We've been comfortable, so we became complacent about our freedoms and about our human rights. Because a lot of these uh, technologies and stuff have made life more comfortable for us. And, uh, you know, the average American here, I think they spend more of their time either seeking entertainment or watching entertainment or participating in entertainment that they lose track of everything else, all the important stuff in life. So that's that's kind of what's been going on. So they've used these uh, technologies that provide us with this comfort to kind of lull us into this false sense of security and this, this sense of complacency. And in the meantime, they're still rolling ahead with their agendas, their long-term planning, because they do use long-term planning, like very long-term planning with a lot of these things. But uh, there's a, uh, a mass awakening going on right now, and I think that spooked them. And this really kicked off about the turn of the century. So people are, have were slowly and gradually starting to wake up at that point, and then it's just been more rapid within the past five years. People are really waking up and questioning things that they never questioned for, for decades and decades. Things as simple as uh, where is it that we exist? Uh, the, you see you know, the Flat Earth Movement and stuff came about uh, to become a popular thing now. People are questioning all of these foundational things like – and that's that's an important step in this process of awakening, because when you realize when you start to look at some of this stuff and realize we've been lied to on a massive scale about just about everything, uh, then you really begin to question things all the more. And then you figure out, hey, things are not what, how they're described to us. And, you know, we have to really do our own homework and our own digging to figure out what exactly is going on and, and who's pulling the strings with this stuff and who's doing all of these things. So when you look at that and you start to look at that, you start to see, hey, there's government corruption. And that's just, just, just the beginning phases of things when you start to see the government corruption, uh, you know, and you start to see uh, this doesn't work how they said, uh, you know, our economy that doesn't work how they said. Money's not really what they said. Uh, we live in a society of fiat currency. There's nothing backing it. It's it's worthless. The money's worthless. And now they want to make it a digital worthless currency. So that's what they're talking <laughs> about doing next. Digital worthless currency. But that's the thing. It's right in the name. They call it fiat currency. It means worthless. It means fake. It's not real. There's nothing to it. But that's what they do. They get us bought up in these artificial fantasy systems. And that's what it is. The whole world's an illusion. The world we see, especially the world that we see uh, through our computer screens and through our television screens, this is all presented to you, okay? It's all very carefully choreographed, all of this stuff, your news, your media, all of this carefully crafted to give you a, a view of the world that's not what the real world really is, Okay. So that's where we're at. Everything we see is an illusion. All right. So that's where we are as a society. Uh, who was it? Was it, it was William Cohen, former uh, 
CIA director said in a meeting with Ronald Reagan, will know our disinformation campaign is complete when everything the American people believe is a lie. And that's that's the truth of it. And that was back in 1982 or 81, I want to say. Uh, he said that. So, I mean, this is what we're talking about. Everything's been carefully crafted to steer your opinion of what the world is like with these different tools of technology and stuff to make you believe something that may or may not be true. Okay. Yeah, and this... that's where we're at. They they lie to us about everything, especially the news media. Yeah. They lie about everything and they present you with a narrative. And that's what they do. They implant a narrative in your brain. And if you don't go along with the narrative, they insult you, they belittle you, they do everything they can to destroy your reputation or destroy you and make you look foolish because you're not buying into their narrative. And see, that's that's why these controllers are in a panic mode right now because more and more people, they're not buying the narrative. They don't believe it. They're questioning these things. Now, are they coming to proper conclusions about it? In a lot of cases, no, they're not. They're, they They believe something else that's totally ridiculous instead. But it's not the narrative that the social programmers have been putting in to the people. And that's where their problem is, because they're not following the script they're supposed to. The public isn't following their script. So because of that, they have to change it up on the fly and uh, try to adapt. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So then you get these false flag events that happen. And then all of a sudden, when people are like, hey, I'm not buying into that. Okay, it disappears out of the news. So, and they, they try something else. This is what's going on. They're, they're in a panic mode because of this awakening that's going on. And I think it kind of caught them a little bit off guard because it's happening faster than they anticipated. So that's why they're pushing so hard right now because it's a numbers game for them. So if they could get the ratio to like say – if they could keep – the population that's that's awake and aware of this stuff to under 20% of the total overall population. They'll be okay. They can roll out their agendas and stuff like that. But if this 80-20 split, if, if it varies any and goes above 20%, then their whole game's ruined. The, the, the house cards falls. And they know that. So that's why it's a numbers game with them. So they're trying to keep as many people suppressed as they can right now. That's why the censorship... Uh, you know, that because they can't afford for more people to wake up to this or to become part of this spiritual awakening going on. And that's why they're panicking and pushing so hard with the social engineering that they are, why they've condensed it all into like a six month time frame now. Like I said, it's about a decade's worth of social engineering that's happened in the past six months. And we've watched it happen in front of our eyes. And those of us who have studied these things for any length of time, we, we can't even believe that they've done so much in so little time with this. Because usually these are things that take decades to roll out and they've done it all in the past six months, but there are people waking up to it and that's the good part. And uh, they're, they're trying to kind of push and suppress those people back down to try to keep the, the ratio split that 80, 20 or less than, than 20% that has any clue as to there's something going on. So if they can control the masses, like the 80% or more of the population, through these social engineering agendas, then they could go ahead and roll out, you know, their full, their full plans with it. But if more than uh, that 20% happens to be aware that this is going on and are verbal enough about it, then they have a problem. So that's why they're pushing so hard right now, because we're right at the brink mm -hmm. of uh, where 
uh, we could actually turn this thing around. So uh, they're panicking. So that's why they're trying to push as hard and as fast as they can to get these things in place before it's too late for them. Absolutely. The the um, the vision that I have in my head, the image I have head is like the gun's gone off on a, on a hurdles race and everybody's running and it's our job, the people that know all this stuff, to pick people up when they hit the first hurdle, the second hurdle, the third hurdle and they might come along and go, right, well Boris can do this and you need to go, well no, politics is just a Vaudeville. They might come along and go, oh well no, we'll cue Anon. And you go, no, hang on a minute, that's a psyop because that's been done before and then you have to go along and kind of not get pick them up when they hit the hurdles. Not that I know everything, I'm not saying that. But that's why I thought it's so important to see where the end goal is this because then you can pace it out during the middle there the end goal for me is as you say it's a technocracy it's a transhumanist technocracy it's people being connected to the cloud now just before we move on in that sense i want to get your take on what the rapture is and why i think why i i think that that's completely connected to this upload to the cloud i think it's their version of trying to make that come about what is your take on on that system because there's this neuro obviously Neuralink in the head to the cloud is not far off to me that's their digital rapture what's your take on on, on that as a theory uh, actually that's kind of uh, what my thinking was along the lines of uh, once they get this system in place where they they have a chip in your brain or they have your brain connected to the computing cloud uh, you know to the internet the internet of things that's that's what this will be it'll be a subsystem of the internet of things it'll be called the internet of uh internet of minds or internet of thoughts uh and that's that's what it is and this is a real thing i'm not making it up internet of thoughts look it up guys uh they have white papers and everything talking about this stuff uh it's a subsystem of the internet of things that your your brain and your thought processes and all of that stuff your consciousness your quote-unquote consciousness i I don't necessarily believe that because I think consciousness uh, is something beyond just a physical thing. But, you know, according to the transhumanist sciences and stuff that they're they're pushing and looking at, it's just, a you know, uh, a byproduct of the electrical activity of your brain. So they view your consciousness. They could they could transfer this online and into the cloud. So anyway, when they upload or, or shift your consciousness or attach your consciousness to this Internet, uh they could pretty much control all of your perceptions. And, and, I mean, think about that for a minute. Everything that you perceive, even everything you think, can be controlled from a central hub somewhere. Think about that. Uh, that that's, that's a staggering implication in and of itself. So if they could do this, they could fake something like a rapture with no problem. Okay, they could make people seem to disappear. Uh, you know, they could alter your consciousness, your your conscious awareness of things, your perception. They could make it appear as if all these people disappeared. So, you know, who who knows? I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways they could go with this. Now, is this the the quote unquote rapture described in the Bible? Possibly. Is it a an, an fake version of it? Possibly. Um, and this is kind of where we're at with this. And and this is something that could become a real possibility once they have this AI control grid system in place, they could potentially alter your perceptions to believe that this is happening or has happened. And that could cause a total state of fear and panic in the public because, uh, you know, if, if you've been to uh, a Christian church at any point in your life, you know this is the big thing. Like, they, they talk about uh, the return of Christ and, you know, this rapture happening. 
So when this rapture happens, and then after that, it, it's too late. You're you're going to go into this seven year tribulation, and this is how it's been outlined in the Book of Revelation. So, uh, and there are different views on this. Some people are what they call pre-trib rapture, and some are post-trib rapture. Um, and it's all it has a lot to do with the, the theology of Christianity and stuff like that. But anyway, the the regular viewpoint in popular media and stuff that they've pushed from things like uh, the uh, Left Behind series, which if people have, have watched those movies or read those books, uh, the idea that they implement is once this rapture takes place, then this seven-year tribulation, this hell on earth for seven years, is going to happen after that. And that's the, the, the idea they want to put into uh, the public consciousness. Okay, So this is what they want to do. So, like, this is what they're looking at. So if they can make you believe or perceive that a rapture took place, and then they can make you perceive all of this bad stuff, they could go ahead and implement all this bad stuff to kind of bring about the agendas they want, then, uh, you know, you, you could see how these things could all kind of tie together. Um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, like I said, is it the quote-unquote real rapture? Is it the quote-unquote fake rapture? I don't know. So is it a fake rapture? Is it a real rapture? And does that even matter? I mean, if you perceive it to be real, it'll be real in your mind. So with this being said, they, they could use this as a means to make people believe something supernatural has happened. And then they could roll out all these horrific things without worrying about the karmic retribution of it on the other side. And they could implement this whole seven-year tribulation idea. And that's, I think, ultimately what they want to do, because that would be like what's going on now on steroids when it mm. comes to this seven year tribulation period. They would roll out all these social agendas without any concern whatsoever what the, you know, the results would be on the public, uh, because then they would just use the excuse. Well, you know, it's it's God. <laughs> God is taking his revenge on the on the world, as you know, it says in the book of Revelation. So they would put this idea out there uh so that people would not necessarily look and see that it's it's been a thing that's been planned by these technocrats or that it's them behind it. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with this line of thinking. But uh, is it an actual fulfillment of scripture? Uh, yes, probably. But is it also, you know, the, the template that they're using for their plan, for their endgame? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So here's the thing. So does that mean prophecy is true? Well, it could, you know. I, I would say yes, like because I think there's something, you know, more involved with these holy scriptures and stuff than just men writing down these ideas. And then secondly, is it self-fulfilling prophecy? Well, yes, it kind of is, because there are people behind the scenes in places of power that are trying actively to bring about these ideas make them manifest in this reality in one form or the other. And a lot of the uh, the language and stuff used in the scripture there is very highly symbolic. So it could be interpreted a lot of different ways. So they, they use this as it's flexible for them. So they could fulfill things in the prophetic way in many different ways. So they see that as a template for them to go ahead and implement things. And that's kind of what we're looking at going on right now. It's kind of like a, a soft version of this going on right now, where you could look around and see people wearing the masks. It's a kind of a test run for them to see just how much they're going to be able to get away with in the near future, or how much longer they have to try to slowly incrementally work these things in before people, you know, could 
wake up to the idea and say, no, we're not doing it. Uh, and that's kind of where we're at. So that's, that's once again, like I said, why I think they're pushing so hard with a lot of this stuff, because they see the time is short. And that's also in the scripture, too. You know, the devil knows his time is short. Mm. So that's kind of where we're at right now. It's a very, I mean, we had the 2030, Agenda 2030 off the back of Agenda 21. It seems to have sped everything up. For, I, I feel like you are. I feel like this is a test bed for 10 years' time to see what they can get away with, and then they'll pull back afterwards because, um, but everyone everyone goes, yep, yeah, well, not everyone is going to, but the majority of people will turn up and say, I'll take the Bill Gates um, deadly vaccine. Then why would they stop if they've already got the ball rolling? Um, I, I, we are on on the edge of this. Before you go, I don't take up too much of your time. There's so much to unpack there. Some of the stuff you're talking about, the rapture, could be done with holograms, um, holographics. Um, we've seen them look a hell of a lot like like we know that um we know that you mentioned before that people could go missing we know that even with hypnosis you can make it seem as if someone in the room isn't there anymore just through hypnosis so to be able to do it technology and i think there was a black book one a black mirror episode where someone was a non-person and no one could see or they couldn't see anyone or they can yeah i think they couldn't see anyone when they come out and being non. they're putting all these ideas out there revelation in the method predictive programming all of these things, I've got so much I can talk to you about. It goes on and on. You're talking about thousands of years worth of understanding here that people. I'm trying to get people to catch up to. But we haven't talked about what is cybernetics and how is that affecting people today during this COVID thing? Well, cybernetics is basically the science of systems control. That's, that's basically what the definition of it is. Uh, Norbert Wiener uh, in 1948 coined the term cybernetics to name this and give it its modern uh, name incarnation of what it is. And uh, he described it as the the study of the control and communication of uh, the animal and the machine. So uh, it's, it's a system of study wherein they look at the whole picture operation of things, okay? They look at things from this holistic perspective, the whole unit, okay? They don't just... Uh, look at the constituent parts of the unit. Whereas we're taught in our, our education system, they break things down into constituent uh, subjects. Like you have science class and math class and this and that. And they don't ever really over overarch each other or relate. And they're in putting these short little 40-minute time frames and stuff like that. And that's to compartmentalize your mind and to keep your attention span short. Uh, cybernetics looks at things from the completely opposite view. They look at the whole system. And they try to find ways to implement and control and manipulate the whole system rather than looking at the constituent parts of the system. So they find out what works best to control the whole system, and they use that. And they use this pretty much across the board for everything, everything from economies to machines to behavior analysis, things like that. And they use a concept uh, called feedback to do that. Okay. And we could we could do a whole episode just on cybernetics, but I'm putting a lot of this stuff in my new book that I have coming out very soon here. Uh, a lot of this information will be in there for people to look at and try to understand a little better. But they use uh, the concept of the feedback loop to implement control of a system. They could take over or hijack an entire system by controlling the feedback loop of the system. And they do this through what they call a causal circuit. Okay, this would be new information planted at a certain point within the system, within the loop of the system, and 
it creates a change in the system that circles through the system and circulates through the system through, Doesn't that through the sound feedback like system. DNA, what they're trying to do with DNA um, augmentation. Uh, that sounds exactly what yeah. that is, isn't it? Not <laughs> exactly. I mean, that that's the whole thing. They could use this cybernetics principle for everything, and that is definitely what they have in mind with the whole DNA concept. They insert a piece of foreign DNA into the DNA strand. It completely changes the strand. It creates this feedback loop in there. So using this causal circuit idea to create a, a change in the feedback loop, they take over the feedback loop. And in taking over the feedback loop, uh, they could control the system. And that's what they do with all of this stuff. And th this is one of the main concepts that people uh, don't seem to understand or are largely ignorant of. Uh, there's very few people that understand uh, these concepts or methodologies. And, and that's key to everything here. Cybernetics, they use it as a control system, a means of control for everything. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, they, they break the feedback loop by putting this causal circuit in and they create a new feedback loop that they control. So this is what I call the concept of the broken feedback loop. And you'll see this echoed in uh, numerology and that they use numbers and stuff. And this is another thing I go into into my, in my new book is the foundational aspect of numbers and, and how they use these to bring about changes in our reality. So they use the broken feedback loop and the, it's encoded by the numbers 9 and 11. That encodes the broken feedback loop. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, they use this broken feedback loop idea to take control of systems. And that's that's kind of what has happened here when they saw the mass awakening happening uh, at the turn of the century. Uh, they, they went ahead and they implemented this broken feedback loop idea to try and take control of the social consciousness. And uh, right now in 2020, we're at the end of two very important cycles there. And this is important. Okay. You'll notice, you'll see in the news the past couple of days, they're talking about uh, it's the end and the start of a new solar cycle. But simultaneously, this this past month, the, like right now, the equinox, right now, like yesterday, uh, this is the start of a new metonic cycle or cycle of the moon, which happens every 19 years. And the solar cycles every 11 years. So you can see your 9 and your 11 encoded in there once again. And these are important ideas. I mean, these are kind of archetypal concepts. And it, it's kind of hard for people to get their brain around if they're not familiar, first of all, with things like numerology or any of these esoteric or, or occult type ideas. But once you do a little study into them and you understand the importance of how the numbers work and how these cycles of, of uh, time work and how... Uh, astrology we'll use for lack of a better term uh crow triple seven we call it the sky clock because it, everything's encoded in in the heavens but anyway the the controllers of this world they they understand these ideas and how these cycles of time work so they're they're using this now it's the end of the solar cycle and the metonic cycle the cycle of the moon simultaneously uh at the same time here and they're going to try to use the energies from this time frame, these archetypal energies, to bring about certain changes in our reality. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to stifle consciousness and push it down, okay, so that they could control it. Because they noticed around the turn of the century, 
this rise in consciousness and this this awakening of people this mass awakening was coming and they knew it so they implemented this whole idea back at the the, the beginning phase of that metonic cycle uh and now that end of that cycle is coming so they're trying to use the broken feedback loop idea again to kind of shift it back into the control cycle that they had for this past cycle i know it doesn't make sense it might sound like a lot of gobbledygook no, to no. people but uh these are important ideas to get a grasp of and to understand they know what they're doing they're not dumb about it and you know the things that uh they've kind of publicly made to sound silly things like astrology and and things like that that they've purposely tried to poo-poo and make sound like silliness and nonsense. There's very real power centers and stuff behind that stuff. There's there's real concepts there that they could use. These cycles of time and these different energies, these archetypal energies, they're very real things, and they know how to manipulate and use these. And that's what they're doing here. Okay, They see their opportunity right now with these two very important things going on and these important conjunctions going on this year. It, look at look at astrology, guys. I, I mean, I'm not a big proponent of astrology per se, but there's something there. If you look and you could see that there's certain things going on in the sky that is going to have ramifications here on Earth. So these people are familiar with these ideas and these concepts and these energies and know how to use them. And that's what they're doing right now. They're trying to stifle the consciousness back down and stuff it back into this past cycle so that they could maintain control. And I think they're panicking because they, they could see it getting kind of out of their grasp. So the next couple months here are going to be very important as to whether we rise out of this or we fall back down into this whole dystopian kind of ideology. So these things are important, and it's a lot to try and cram into one show here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I would just encourage anybody, don't believe me when I'm saying this stuff. Go look for yourself. Okay, go study this stuff and look for yourself. Don't listen to what I have to say. I know I sound like a blithering idiot sometimes, but like a lot of this stuff, it, it's foundational that people understand it. And that's why it's important we get this information out there so people can go look for themselves. And then maybe the light bulb will click on in their brain and they'll be like, hold the phone. And now I know what they're talking about. This is what's going on. So I know it sounds it's a mouthful to talk about all this stuff in, in one show here, but uh there's a lot of important ideas here, and there's a lot of different places you could look and find different things that kind of back these whole no notions up. So I would encourage people, go do your own digging and your own looking. Um, well, it doesn't sound, it sounds to me, like I think a lot of what you're saying speaks to people's soul. It resonates somewhere that goes beyond the mind and goes in there and it makes them feel better because they understand deep in their gut that this stuff is real. There's patterns to this creation. It's, you're talking about the equations of the universe, equations of reality. There has to be a building block. And what to me you're talking about here is the the building blocks, the framework of how reality works. And under, they understand how reality works. They understand the equations and the cause and effect of things that's been kept from us. It's not, I don't believe, there's any chaos here. There's no, there's, there's always been order. This isn't, we're not stumbling through a reality. There is a plan, there is cap, there is order here. And they're trying to create the chaos to create their own order, as we know the, the, the saying. There is order here and they're trying to distort that order. Um, using technology will only be this bit, but then in in 50,000 years' time, it'll be something else they try and do the same thing with. This has happened before, the assertion of, of our reality and humanity. We seem to be have put here 
I believe we were created by by um, humanity anyway was created not not our souls but the physical body the bio, biological body was created by another worldly an off world race here and I think that we come here our souls come here we take up these bodies these space suits to try and keep this information going what can people do I call this show, show glitching the code because I think every time I do an interview with someone like yourself, there's a little glitch in there. There's a little spark in there. Someone goes, "Oh, did you see that?" It reminds me of the of the um, little the glitches that happen in in Skype or or Fight Club when you put the knob picture in there and everyone was like, "Did you see that?" This is what these little interviews do with you. There's a little spark there. There's a little throw out of that information and I'll pick up bits. So, guy, go and check. Um, Wayne's workout is his books our chemical tech revolution you've also got another book behind you as well which I know is to do with autism I know that, that one of your children or is is autistic and I've heard you talk about that the idea and the concept that autism has been brought on has become more prevalent because that's the ideal um how do I put it the ideal nature for AI to to mold with that sort of understanding they're trying to bring about more autism um, and I'd love to speak to you about that as well at some point because I've, I'm, a youth, uh, youth, I'm a youth worker, well I have been a youth worker working with autistic children for five, six years and I've come back into the video production that I wanted to do anyway. But I agree with you, I agree that there seems to be a purposeful and I think it's to do with vaccines, I completely agree with you and that worries me with this new COVID vaccine, are we going to see an, a massive outbreak in autistic spectrum people um, and that's a wide spectrum. Um, I think you're completely on something there. There seems to be another a level of transhumanism, human plus there that you're talking about in your work. Wayne, tell us about your new book before you go because I'm excited to read it. How long are you are? How far are you into it? Where can we get it? How can we connect with it? And then what we're going to learn from this because I, I truly mean that our chemical tech revolution was one of the ones that just really fit all the pieces together for me. Um, so where are you with your new book and how, how can we get hold of it? Okay, well, my new book is going to be titled Cybernetic Messiah, Building the Antichrist System. Uh, it should be out uh, within the next two weeks, so people could look forward to that very soon. Um, it should be available uh, initially on Amazon, and then after a few weeks on on Amazon in market, it should start to pop up in, in you know other book retailers in different markets like that, too. So... Uh, that should be coming out real soon, and I'm looking forward to releasing it, and it's kind of a very eye-opening look at things, at just the foundations. I, I go back to the very foundations of these things. Uh, like I said, I look at the numeric encodings and ideas behind that and how they build layer upon layer upon layer of this social programming and where they're trying to lead it and what they're trying to build with it. So uh, – it's it's going to be an interesting read for people for sure and i try to do it in a way where even you know your your person that's just looking into conspiracy stuff uh, i say conspiracy stuff with you know the quotation marks because we've all learned through the years that most conspiracy stuff has some kind of a real uh, <laughs> real root root uh, core to it so but anyway, but people that are even new to this could look at it and read it and kind of garner a basic understanding of what I'm talking about. And, you know, I hope it resonates with people. Uh, so 
you know, that should be coming soon. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I can be reached at alchemicaltechrevolution at gmail.com. Uh, people could check out my Facebook page called Files from the Conspiratorium. I also have a YouTube channel, Alchemical Tech Revolution, over at YouTube that I've been posting more things on. And every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S., I do Secrets of Saturn live on Secrets of Saturn YouTube channel, and that's simulcast on the Fringe FM. Uh, and I, with my my friend Jason Lingren, and we usually break down some pretty good topics on on that one as well. I'm also a frequent guest and contributor over at Crow Triple Seven Radio, so if people want to check out those different uh, places, uh, that would be good. And remember, with Crow Triple Seven Radio, it's C R R O W seven 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 Radio dot com. Uh, there are fake Crow sites out there, so don't click on those because you know it's been a bad thing uh they're trying to uh take a, a crow's good name and, and sully it by doing nefarious things on those so just do not click on anything but the official site okay i'll put all the links links below so guys you can go and click and, and find all wayne's work all the links that he's just mentioned there um guys this this stuff is important because this is in training your your mind to think in a different way. I might not be the most articulate person to talk about these things, but I do understand these things, and I do understand that these this is the actual nature of reality, how these things work. This is the terminology and the belief systems that the likes of the guys controlling the Boris Johnsons and the Trumps of the world really understand. You're talking about your Rothschilds, your Rockefellers, your black nobilities and people above them at the Vatican. And we haven't even got into where this really leads to yet in deep into the dark shadows and, and names we would never ever have heard of. Um, and if people are still stuck at voting for Biden or Trump, then you've really got a few more hurdles to pick yourself up and go along because this is the nature of reality, the stuff that we've spoken about here. Some of it is only scratching the surface. This is what the principles that you see coming out. This is why the world makes no, absolutely no sense to you. Why the world seems mad. Because you've been given a, a narrative that is completely wedged in the wrong book. And you're lost in the story. That's why you feel completely disconnected. Because you are disconnected. And these are the principles, and I would urge anyone to go and learn and look into these things. Wayne's books, especially, um, have opened up my mind to them, mind to it, and look into the esoteric occult understandings. And even if you think it's all nonsense, these people don't. And these are the people that are paving the way for you and your children, your grandchildren. So if you think it's all nonsense, they don't, and they're controlling your life. So you best, it's best to understand the way they think if you want to kind of understand what's happening to you then you can protect yourself then you can understand why they make they're sticking a mask on on a 12 year old kid and younger it's not for their protection clearly but you might be thinking okay what is it for it's because it's an occult practice and it's an oppressive satanic ritual and these is how sick these people are that's why it makes no sense to you because you don't have the map for the terrain and wayne's work is one of the guys very few guys that, and the guys over at secrets of saturn and crow triple seven Go check their work out because they're the very... I can't find anyone else who's talking about this stuff on a regular basis. And it's very, very important. So, guys, please check Wayne's work out. Wayne, I'll leave you with the last um, part of it, the outro. What would you like people to understand? How can we give them some hope here of getting out of this COVID-1984 nonsense and this current attack on, on human rights and human privileges? Oh, what, human freedoms? Well, I would just like people to understand... 
it's not too late. Okay, we could still turn this around. Uh, there's a lot of good that could come out of these bad things that have happened the past few months. I mean, you see things like people are spending more time with their families. Uh, they have more time to actually sit and do the things they want to do rather than have to go earn a living nine to five every day. Uh, they get to study these things more, look more into these conspiracy topics uh, and, and find that there's truth behind most of it. Uh, and, you know, it gives people more time for this. It gives them different sets of values. It gives them different things to look forward to, a different way of thinking. So, I mean, there's a lot of hope still involved with this. And like I said, it's a numbers game. If we could break that 80-20 split that the controllers are trying to leverage to their advantage to maintain their their control of society, if we could break that and get to even 21% of people being awake and aware, that's just enough to break the house of cards. The whole entire house of cards will crumble once uh, people wake up to this stuff. So... I, I would like to encourage people, go out, read stuff for yourself, look into these things for yourself. Understand that there's more going on behind the veil than what we see on the surface of things. And politics, politics is just a show. Try not to waste too many of your mental cycles focusing on political things. And that's the mistake that I do see a lot of awake people falling into is, is they're buying into like the QAnon bit. And, uh, you know, the different uh, the whole left right paradigm, they think, uh, you know, well, if I vote this way and I support these people, these people are trying to help us and the other side's bad. But what they don't realize is it's all for show. It's all Hegelian dialectic. They control both sides of the argument. It's the same people uh, at the top of the power structure controlling both of these parties. So don't fall into that trap because that's what it is. People will think they'll find out. These bad things are going on and they'll understand, you know, there's there's nonsense going on and there's political corruption. And then they'll focus too much on the political side of things and they'll get caught up in that nonsense. And then, you know, that energy's wasted because it's going back in. It's feeding the system. It's not doing anything to disempower the system. It's empowering the system more because it gives you this left versus right paradigm. And that's what's going on. So I, I want people to understand Help your mind break free of that little box that you're you're trying to be shuffled into now because, see, the power structure is very much aware people are waking up to this stuff. So they still try to shuffle them off into these little controllable boxes, and that's what they're doing. They realize, okay, these people are waking up to these ideas. Here's what we could do. We could put this Q psyop out there to tell them, wait, you're being lied to, but here's the reason why. Go vote this way. Like, you know, put your energies into this and you could change things. And that's where people are falling into a trap. So I, I just want to encourage people, though, start studying these things more. If you see it on the news, on mass media, it's a lie. <laughs> Look into it for yourself. Uh, they've never been truthful for the longest time now. They're not truthful about anything. There's an agenda at play behind it, and they want you to believe this narrative they're giving you for a reason. So look into it. And usually you'll find about nine times out of ten the exact opposite of what they're telling you is true. So look into it for yourself. Uh, learn how to use your discernment to uh, be able to identify when there's something that stinks in the kitchen, something's burning in the kitchen. Uh, you know, train your discernment so that you can see that. And we do have hope going forward because, like I said, 
Uh, there's a lot of people that are waking up to this stuff now, by and large. Uh, talk to your neighbors. Talk to people. You know, talk to people in person. <laughs> people are, are a lot more receptive to these different kinds of ideas than they ever have been before. And that's a good thing. So, I mean, I do see hope in the future. It's not all lost. And that's that's kind of it's hard to walk away from a lot of this negative information and still have a positive attitude mm-hmm. about things. But uh, when it comes down, even, you know, if you're not taking what I'm saying seriously and, you know, you if you believe in uh, your heart in in God and how he's going to triumph over things. Look at the end of the book of Revelation. Good wins. I mean, that's what it comes down to. The, these guys that are, are going to have this temporary control, even if they succeed, they're going to lose in the end. So, I mean, that, that's the thing. There's always this hope. And I don't want people to be without hope. So that's why I encourage you. Talk about this stuff. Go out, study this stuff. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your friends. Uh, tell them. Drop your little nuggets here and there of, of truth and, and wisdom with these things. Uh, drop the seed. Just plant the seed and walk away. You don't have to try and beat them over the head with this information. Just plant the little seed. And if there's true curiosity there, they'll look and they'll find for themselves. I've seen it happen with so many people I know who were just so very narrow-minded in in their little worldly things here that have now woken up to these things by and large in a massive way. So just planting those little seeds helps. So I would encourage everybody, do your part. Talk about these things. Study this stuff. Plant those seeds. Don't be afraid. Fear not, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind and of power and of love. So keep that in mind. Guys, you've been listening to Glitch in the Code. Wayne McGraw here. Please look into his books. Iconic.com. You can get this on Spotify and iTunes, and um, the audio version will be on YouTube. Wayne, thank you for your time. Thank you for your fantastic work. All your research, um, it's really it's made a massive difference in my research, even the last couple of years coming across your work. Looking forward to your new book. Really looking forward to it. Thank you for your time, and let's do this again soon. We haven't even got into Saturn yet, and there's a whole other world of <laughs> madness to do with Saturn, and um, I want people to realise how important the Saturn element of this is and Satanism, because we haven't even scratched the surface yet, guys. This is a mad, mad world but we don't have to go mad within it. Cheers, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to Glitch in the Code.